Earlier this month, retired Western Australian scientist and academic Dr. David Goodall ended his life at a euthanasia clinic in Switzerland. He was 104 years old, unable to drive due to failing eyesight, and after a serious fall at home, was told by doctors that he would need to enter full-time care. My recent life has not been enjoyable, he said. I've been able to say goodbye. I don't feel that anyone else's choice is involved. At my age, or less than my age, one wants to be free to choose the death when the death is an appropriate time. It's my own choice to end my life, and I look forward to that. This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston. One hundred and four years old and just tired of life, scientist David Goodall went to Switzerland and ended his life there. How do you respond to that? It's interesting that if he'd been thirty-four, mm-hmm. there would have been a hue and cry. But because he's one hundred and four, do we really care? Mm, let, well, let let the old man go. Yeah. yeah, let the old man go. He's made his decision. But the interesting thing was, he he really wasn't sick. He was just old, and it raises the question of. Do we allow assisted suicide? You can call it euthanasia, but Mm. really it was assisted suicide for this uh, doctor. What what do we do with that? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad we've got you here today, Bruce, because uh, you you wrote an article for us in the May edition of Science of the Times, the cover article, actually. Mm, I'm I'm not sure if that makes you cover girl, but... um, (laughs) But it's, it's, it's entitled a, a, a Good Death, and it um, probably should have a question mark after it. You know, is there even such a thing as, as a good death? That is the literal meaning of euthanasia, isn't it? From, exactly. From, yeah. from the Greek, as, as, yes. we, as we know from my big fat Greek wedding, everything has a Greek, <laughs> yes. A Greek yes. Although it may be Latin. I, I'm not sure which, but certainly its yeah. origins are, uh, means a good death. Well, yeah. well, how, how does that even make sense? How, how can a death be good? Please, please explain. Well, in the context of what we're talking about, it, it's talking about someone who is so sick they're about to die, mm-hmm. and just living on is going to be painful, it's, it's going to be awful. So it's, and some of the people who want this are really living extremely awful lives. We, we've mm. got to realize that. And to them, it would be a good death just to die quietly. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a sense of having control over the the time and the manner of your death rather than lingering on yeah. and on and on, you know, suffering yeah. something like terminal cancer, for example, and yeah. or, or having your lungs, you know, fill up with fluid and being unable to breathe un- until you die. I mean, that, that would be pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if that's your future, you would be trying to look at all sorts of options so that you could say, well, you know, I, I can't handle this anymore. Now, we, we, we've got to say palliative care today is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to recognize that. And, and certainly, uh, that's where most people go. Mm. See, we, we've got to realize we, we're looking at a very small minority of people who wish this. Mm-hmm. Because if palliative care can take care of them, they're not in pain, there's none of this agony, mm-hmm. they're just there. And, uh, you know, people, families come and visit and so on. So there, there is some of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so while there's been this sort of public debate over the last several decades, really, about euthanasia, there's been this quiet revolution of palliative care, hasn't there? Where, yeah. where basically, rather than medical personnel focusing on how can we heal this person, how can we fix this person, they've accepted the fact that, no, this person is going mm-hmm. to die. 
how can we make that process a, as comfortable as mm. possible? Mm. And I think comfortable is the key word mm. because uh, they can be suffering, but if you can take away the pain mm -hmm. and, and if you can just help them be able to cope with what's happening to them, mm. then in, in a sense, it is a good death. Mm -hmm. um, there may be the lingering because the body doesn't want to die. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's that's part of the problem, isn't it? Yeah, we, we, we fight it. We fight it. Our body yeah. fights it. Um, we, we're made for life. Mm. Um, and and we, we've got to take that into account. Yeah. But of course, there are the, again, very small minority of people where palliative care doesn't help them. Or has limited. Has lim yes, has limited. Yeah. Um, look, I can understand why someone would say, look, just put me out of my misery. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that's the thing that people often bring up, the argument. They say, well, if you had a, a dog or a cat that was old and sick and hobbling around and you could see every movement was painful and they were off their food and not drinking, I mean, people say it would be cruel mm. to let them mm. continue like that. But when it comes to human beings, we we recoil from thinking mm. in the same way sometimes. What, why is that? Mm. Well, I, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head. I, I remember when I was researching for the article on the story of Bob Dent, the mm -hmm. guy from Darwin, who was the first Australian to be euthanized back when mm -hmm. Northern Territory had the rules that that could happen. Very briefly and, before they got struck down. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. The uh, Commonwealth government said, no, we don't want, like that. And mm -hmm. because they're they're in charge of the Northern Territory, in a sense, they could say that. Mm. But he, he basically said, look, if I were a dog mm. and you were looking after me, you'd be prosecuted for allowing me to continue to live in this situation. Wow. That is a pretty good argument. Mm. No, no matter what your position on euthanasia, mm. it, it is a strong, and it, it's a heart-wrenching argument. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can take a position that says, well, no, 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 we shouldn't do this because mm. of the risks, because of the slippery slope that this will go down and, mm -hmm. you know, your, your grandchildren will be able to say, let's get rid of grandpa. Mm. Well, what, well what, yeah, is that the slippery slope, do you think? I mean, is that what people are talking about? Well, look, look to be fair, let, let me say this. Mm. I think life is precious. Yeah. You know, it, it should not be treated as a, something you can just throw away. It's, mm. it's, it's precious. You know, as a Christian, I've got to say, God gave life mm -hmm. and we should really be careful about what it's a we gift. say. A gift, yes, mm. yes. So let, let me say that first. But I have a lot of sympathy for people with uh, the kind of disease that can't be cared for, mm -hmm. that, that can't be, uh, the pain is still there and so on. And I think the Victorian government, when they brought in their law, when, when you look at what just, they've just done. Just last year, the, the first just, state in Australia. First state so. in Australia. Mm. And, and New Zealand, I'm not sure it's come in yet, but it's, it's coming. Yeah, they're, you know? they're on the edge, I think. Yeah, they're yes. nearly there. Um, and other states are looking at it. Mm. But the restrictions are quite, you know, major. Um, mm. I think it's six months. You only have six months left to live. Mm -hmm. Now, that means that you are really on the downhill slope mm -hmm. anyway. This is according to a qualified medical opinion, of course. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and there's all these processes, including mm. the, the medical opinion, that uh, you, you have to go through. So, mm. It is not to the point where people can say, look, I'm just tired of living. Yes, I mm. do have this pain. and uh, But other than the pain, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't go and say, look, to your, to your doctor and say, look, just give me that euthanized death because mm, mm. You know, it's, it's not someone going and saying, hey, I'm tired of life. 
mm. you know, help me out. Mm. You know? Well, I mean, there are a lot of people suffering with depression. I mean, they call, oh, it, yes. they call it an epidemic in Western countries. And there are a lot of people with depression who do who do consider suicide. They do consider ending their lives and, and many even make an attempt. But it's interesting, the research shows that, you know, three, six months down the track, if, if they've been, if they haven't um, completed that suicide, they will actually look back and they will say, thank God that I wasn't yep. successful. Yep. Because the fact is your mood does tend to lift, uh, you know, after a while. You, you don't stay in that place forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless, of course, you do complete that suicide, in which case you don't have a lot of chance to rethink. Yes, yes. And th- that's why it's good to keep going. Mm. Now, d- d- depression is not a physical ailment, mm-hmm. but it certainly uh, attacks people and makes them think think poorly. Yeah, life's not worth living. Life's not worth living. Yeah. Where, you know, anyone who's been through it and come through it, yeah. they'll say, oh, yes, it is. It's, it's horrific. It's horrific. Yes. What, what I find interesting, Bruce, is that time and time again, uh, various polling agencies and you know, run surveys on the issue mm. of euthanasia in, in Australia, and they find that there's a clear majority every time of mm. people who say, yes, we think that in limited circumstances, people should be allowed to have control of the, the timing and the manner of their death. But governments again and again resist this. Why is that? I mean, what what happened to democracy? Yeah, uh, the last figures I saw, I think, were 73% wow. of, of one survey. Majority. Yeah, oh, wow. vast majority. Mm-hmm. Let me say, I think the governments are very cautious about it mm-hmm. for a couple of... I mean, there's a lot of pressure on them. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have this popular vote, but there's a lot of pressure from, from the, even, even from the medical fraternity mm. saying, whoa, let's not be, you know, let's be careful here. Yeah. Let's not go down this because they can see the risk of it being abused. And well, uh, well, that's interesting that you make that point, Bruce, because I think the um, in your article, um, there's a, a quote from the AMA. I mean, people have been pushing the, uh, the um, Australian Medical Association mm. to take a stand on this, and they've been no, no, no mm. consistently. So this is the professional body who you would think would, would have a... a you know, would have some expertise in this and they've stuck with no. Their their official stance is still, yes, that doctors should not be involved in interventions that have as their primary intention the ending of a person's life. They Mm. are categorical despite the pressure. Yes, yes. It it was interesting, the Victorian chapter, though, Mm. was in favour. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a a bit of a battle between the two. So, but the majority of doctors are against it. Mm. And, and I think, I don't know, but I, I would assume that they could see the risks, mm. um, that it could become too loose. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing is, I, I think a lot of them are saying, I don't want to be involved in this. Yes. You know, think of the pressure. I think most people are morally opposed if they had to do it. Yes. I think that's a, it's, that's a it's question. Sim- similar to capital punishment. A lot of people say, yeah, they, he should be strung yeah. up. He should be shot for that. Yes. Okay, but let's put the gun in your hand and, and see how you go. So, Not very many of us would be able to follow through. It's a, it's a brutal reality, isn't it? It, it is. It is. But look, I, I'm, I'm glad the governments are cautious. Mm. I, I think they should be because we don't need freewheeling euthanasia. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have freewheeling euthanasia. Because get back to your get back to your depression point. A mm. very sick person who has depression could ask for it, mm-hmm. despite knowing that in two months they'd be fine again. Mm-hmm. They have recovered from their injuries, or yeah, or, or, or at least aren't quite as depressed. Yeah, or, yeah, quite as depressed. Yeah. Yes, yes. Life is worth living. Yeah. And and I guess there's also a, a sort of a utilitarian risk there too that people would say, you know what, 
this person, you know, is, is aged, he's very sick, or this person has a severe disability. Um, we, we can't see this person having anything that we would consider a quality of life. Mm. Um, so perhaps it's best for all concerned for the greater good, uh, for this person's life to be ended, you know, without their consent because they're unable to consent, mm. um, say, mm. and that, that's a scary thought, isn't it? That people would be sort of their value would be measured on that sort of scale of, well, what good are they to society or, or to anyone? Yeah. You know, they're just a burden. Is that the slippery slope you're talking about yeah. that people are well, worried about? Well, we've seen this in action, you know. Mm. It was called Nazi Germany. Wow. Yeah. You know, let, let's get rid of the Jews. Um, let's get rid of the gypsies. Mm. Um, let's get rid of the gays. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me say, I don't believe any, any thinking person mm-hmm. who is pushing for euthanasia even thinks like that, mm, you know, mm. you know, the, the people on side of euthanasia really are thinking people, caring, concerned mm, people, mm. and and trying to make life and death easy mm. for people. We, we've we've got to remember that um, any who are opposed mm. uh, need to remember that. Mm, okay, mm. Um, and and I should uh, confess here that I I am opposed, but I think I'm understanding of the problem. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting because I, I found the, the tone of your article sounded like you were probably quietly pro-euthanasia, but you, th- okay. but, you, but you say you think you're maybe not. Well, simply because I think that we, we need to work more on palliative care mm-hmm. uh, because I, I, my position, as I said, is that life is incredibly precious, mm-hmm. incredibly precious. And you'll notice in the article... Mm. Um, I really didn't come down one side or the other. No, no, you didn't use no. you, you. You were very careful. So I, I had to read between the lines to come <laughs> yes. to my conclusions, which turns out were wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I came to the point where I think that we need to be supportive of people who are going through this. Mm-hmm. And if they make a decision to do this within the law, mm-hmm. we should be there for them. Mm. If, if they're friends, uh, if they're family, mm-hmm. um, because that's the Christian thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and, and my opposition comes from the very fact that life is precious, mm. God-given. And I, I just fear that if we are, are too loose, mm. um, that, that, that will go too far. Mm. Okay. Well, that's interesting that, you know, you invoke your, your view as a Christian with, with this because the, the Catholic Church in particular has had a long-standing view that suicide is, a, is very clearly a sin. I'm not sure if it's a mortal sin or a venal sin or, or how Catholics mm. categorize their sins, but um, it's a big deal. And, and in, in history, people who died by suicide were not permitted to be buried mm. within the consecrated churchyard, you know, with, within the graveyard there. Um, now, you're, you're a retired pastor. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'd, I'd assume you're fairly familiar with the Bible and have looked into this. Is there any biblical basis for this belief that suicide is a, is a sin and that you, you can't be saved if you, if you die by suicide, of which euthanasia mm. is a, a variant? There's, there's no verse that's jumped to mind. Mm-hmm. The thing I would say... Um, have, having had to deal with families where there's been a suicide, mm-hmm. is they just need support. And, mm. the, and, and uh, the best support that people can give them sometimes is just to remind them mm-hmm. that a person who commits suicide is not thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And then you, you could say that they're unwell in some ways. It might not be well, a physical yes, malady, a, it's, it's, but definitely a, a mental one. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm sure that's not the, the case in every, that's not the situation in every particular sure, case. Sure. But um, th- there is something within us that says, I need to live. Mm-hmm. Now, when that's, that something is cast aside, you know, it's, it's not normal thinking, mm-hmm. if I can put it that way. Look, th- there's nothing in the Bible that I'm aware of that says suicide is a sin. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, is there anything in the Bible that that says suicide's okay or upholds it? No. <laughs> that's, well, well, that's, that's a more definite than the first I'm, one. I'm, I'm thinking of the, the story of, of Samson. You, you look in the book of Judges, you see a story there of, of a, a mighty warrior with incredible, you know, superhuman strength. Yes. You know, the Spirit of God entered him and he, you know, slew and smote Philistines, you know, yep. right and left. Um, yep. And at the end of his life, he's, he's captured. He's there in, in a pagan temple. He asks that, he that, that pulls he's, it down on himself. Yeah, he, he asks yes. that his hands be, uh, be allowed to rest on the pillars of the temple. And then he prays to God, God, give me strength, you know, one yes. more time. And God answers his prayer and he pushes those pillars and brings that whole temple down, killing yep. himself. Yes. which was a very obvious consequence, plus a, a lot of his enemies at the time. And yeah. that's and generally upheld as a good thing, isn't it? Yes, and uh, it's genu- genuinely upheld as a good thing in the Bible because you go to Hebrews and he's one of the people of faith listed. Yes, as so one of the heroes of faith. And, and, and that's an encouragement mm. for people who have a suicide in the family mm-hmm. because he was not condemned. Mm. So, yes, you do have that. Now, I mean, it was also a hero, heroic thing he did. He, you know, he, he did it for the nation he, and he, he did it for God. Yes, Yeah, he yes, sacrificed yes. himself in some ways rather than, you know, I mean, I imagine he would have been pretty depressed and, you know, with his eyes yeah. being gouged out and yes. being a prisoner at that stage, he would have been pretty depressed. But nevertheless, what he did is seen as a sacrifice rather than a suicide. Yes. And when, when you read the story, by the time he had his eyes gouged out, mm-hmm. he actually saw much better. Mm. than what he did before. Saw more clearly. Saw more clearly, yes. Ooh, you not, you, you not, are not, a pastor, bro. That's, that's very deep, very, very paradoxical. Okay, yeah, okay. I'll like, hang on to that. I like it. I like it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Getting back to euthanasia, mm. um, I, I think any family that's considering it, and I'm, I'm talking family here as well as the, the mm-hmm. patient, mm-hmm. because obviously they need to be a patient at this time under current law in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um they, they, they need support through this kind of thing. Mm, and, mm. and that's a Christian way of going. Mm. And, and look, I, I don't care if um, a person is for or against euthanasia. If they're a Christian, they're mm-hmm. there for people. Mm, that, that's mm. what Christ did. Yeah. He's there for people. This mm. must be difficult, though, for, for a church uh, leader or church clergy person. I mean, if you mm. are a Catholic priest, for example, and, mm. and you're living in Victoria and a family says, we, we want you by the bedside of, of our family mm. member here who's going to die by euthanasia, can you administer the last rites? Mm. Or, or, or even yourself as a Seventh-day mm. Adventist minister, mm. you mention in the article that your own denomination has a mm. publicly clearly stated it's Opposition. opposed mm. to euthanasia. Mm. So if an employee of the Seventh-day Adventist church is then asked to support a family knowing the church's official position, does does that put that clergy person in a in a difficult spot, do you think? I would be very annoyed if it did, mm. <laughs> simply because uh, see, w- within the Catholic church, it, it has come down as a almost a law, mm-hmm. okay, uh, within the Protestant denominations, uh, it, it's not that you, you will have statements. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, I guess if I was assisting the suicide, mm-hmm. 
one, I wouldn't be doing that. I mean, morally, consciously, I, I couldn't, um, for my conscience sake, I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I would certainly, if I knew them or if they asked me, I would certainly want to be there with them. Mm -hmm. I would certainly want to uh, pray with them, uh, share scripture with them, even if I felt what they were doing was wrong. Now, mm. now let me say, because I have a lot of sympathy, mm. and, and, you know, this Bob Dent, the first guy uh, who uh, was euthanized in Australia, when you read his story, you kind of think, yeah, I wouldn't want to live mm. Mm. With, with those you kind of You can totally understand his perspective, yeah. Yeah, you can understand it. Would I want the same? I, mm. I, I can't answer that because, you know, it's one of those, well, I hope I never face it. Mm. It's one, one of those things I've never faced. Would I get... Desperate is desperate the right word? Would mm, I get mm, desperate enough mm. to want to do that? I don't know. I, yeah, it's yeah. it's and, tough, and, isn't and it? that's that's something we need mm. to consider as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think what you say, Bruce, raises some ethical issues. I mean, you you said just before, if if you were asked to be there by the side of someone who had chosen to die by euthanasia, even though you personally disagree with it, you mm. would be there. Now, another person might say, you know what, I don't agree with it, so therefore. I don't feel that in all good conscience I could be a part of it and I couldn't support it by by my presence, by being there. I mean, is where mm. that's pretty sort of shaky ethical ground, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, I would support that person saying that. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's got to be a personal decision. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I sit here full of confidence and wisdom. Well, maybe not so much wisdom but confidence <laughs> <laughs> and uh, saying this. If it really happens, Because it's in theory, yeah. It's in theory, mm. yes. And, and it's easy to talk about it in theory. But uh, I, I think under the conditions, if I knew the people, mm. I, I would not go and condemn. Mm. That, that's the wrong time. Yeah. Um, yeah. They need to know that God is in the room. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever they're doing. I mean, the Bible is very clear that God is love and, you know, mm. no, nothing we've done, nothing we're doing, nothing we will do mm -hmm. can ever change that. I mean... That's the nature of God. Mm, mm. So he, he will not be absent. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the point I'm trying to make. Wow. Yeah. No, that's, and that's that, important. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful and, and really beautiful. Would, would you like to see churches take a clear stance on this, that, that they would um, like to um, in, encourage you know, clergy and uh, people to, to be there for people, as you're describing, to, even if they don't personally agree or even if the church's official stance is, is against euthanasia, that they would be encouraged to be there, that they would be told it's okay as a clergy person from our denomination to be there by the bedside of, of someone to support them through through this? The, the answer is yes. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm part of a denomination where these kind of decisions can be made without impact. Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm, there's, I'm there's a lot of conscience. So you as yeah. a pastor would be, a, it's your conscience. Yes. Despite yes. the official statement of yeah. the church, yeah, yeah, there's latitude. Yes, and 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 even with the official statement, I mean, there was an ethicist that I, I quote in the, mm. uh, an Adventist ethicist who said, you know, we've got to realise it's very difficult, and mm. he's talking about doctors. Mm -hmm. If a patient of twenty, thirty years comes and says, look, the law says I can do this, mm -hmm. would you assist me in dying? Mm -hmm. And uh, the ethicist just left that hanging. Yeah, but saying. We need to understand that in some situations, mm. we, may, we may actually do that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think any, any church, any Christian needs to be about people. Yeah. Now, I couldn't pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. No, I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. A doctor who uh, 
I, I, I don't know how he would handle mm, that. Mm. And, and, and I guess if, if a, like in Victoria, for example, yes. where, where you live, you'd mm. want to hope that the, uh, a conscientious subjection sort of opt-out clause would be allowed there for any mm. medical person who says, you know what, uh, this person has chosen euthanasia, um, it's their legal right to do so, but it's my legal right not to be the attending oh, yes. attending doctor. Yes. Who, yeah. yes. Look, I haven't read the law, but I assume that's there. It would have to be there. Yeah, you, yeah. you cannot force someone to do this. Mm, mm. Uh, other, otherwise, that's there's another moral issue. Yeah, yeah. boy. Yeah. yeah. So, you see, we're talking about something which is a really difficult topic, mm. something that, again, myself, someone who is opposed, mm. have great sympathy mm. Because, um, you know, I've re- as in researching the article, I read so many stories and you just kind of think, I can understand why they're doing that, why, yeah. they, why they're making that decision, why they want to get out of life. Mm, it just, mm. it's too painful. Yeah. Morally, ethically, that, that raises a lot of questions mm. and we don't have all the answers. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, yeah, thanks so much, Bruce. I mean, it, it is a really tricky issue and, and I do, you know, hope and pray that our, our listeners never need to confront you know, mm. these sorts of choices in, in their life because it would be super, super tough. Um, but thank you so much for uh, laying out some of those issues and uh, I certainly do encourage our listeners to check out the article, do some uh, thinking, do some reading, do some praying, you know, and try to figure out, you know, what what is really the, the right way to go here. Thanks so much for your time, Bruce. Really Good. appreciate it. Good to be here. Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Science of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. Adventist Media.